We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Lamar Jackson responded late night Monday to Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio and Chris Sims, who claimed that Baltimore's QB missed out on a massive shoe sponsorship because he doesn't have an agent. Yeah, and Lamar's response was so good that he had his teammates erupting in emoji laughter. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It's Tuesday, February 28th, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. If you think the NFL scouting combine is only about getting a feel for upcoming draft picks, well, think again, because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes business that Eric DaCosta will get done, including laying the groundwork for contract deals and trades. I'll break all that down ahead. Plus, former Ravens scout Daniel Jeremiah has narrowed down his favorite wide receiver prospect in this year's draft class for what he feels the Ravens could use. We have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, it doesn't seem like Lamar Jackson liked some of the comments that Pro Football Talks Mike Florio and Chris Sims had on their show Monday morning. Yeah, by the looks of it, Sarah, I don't think he did. And you know, we should probably give some background on all this before we actually share some sound bites. But, you know, Mike Florio was once again on his soapbox about Lamar not having an agent. He's been pushing that stick for a few years now, claiming that Lamar is hurting himself in contract negotiations. But this time, he added another new reason to support his argument, claiming something about a failed shoe sponsorship brand that happened. We don't know. I mean, he, he didn't specify with a timeline. But he did have this. When it's just the player and a family member running the show, it's harder to replicate. It's impossible to replicate. They can't compete with what the best firms do, the experienced firms. I'm not saying just go out and hire any old agent. Hire one of the best quarterback agents out there. And it doesn't take many phone calls to figure out who they are. And you, he'd have had a contract by now. And it's a contract he'd be happy with. And this wouldn't be an issue. Oh, and by the way, he'd possibly have other contracts he'd be happy well, with. Well, that's like the a other contract thing, he'd be happy yeah, with. right. I know. I, I know, Mike. I that, mean, that, that never gets discussed either. No, well, I mean. The contract that wasn't 
Yeah. Because he doesn't have a marketing firm. Right. Well, no, you know, Mike, you, you've heard me a little through our text. I mean, that, that is one of the rumors that's out there is, 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 is that there's been some blown marketing deals too, you know, with a big time shoe brand. You know, so there's there's being money left on the board across the table right now by all due accounts. And, you know, there's a lot of things here that are, you know, issues, not only for the Raven. I mean, more for the Ravens, you know, but but yet, you know, like what we're talking about, we care about Lamar and want to see him maximize what he can do here. OK, so, Sarah, that clip got shared and passed around quite a bit on Twitter throughout Monday. And then, of course. Lamar himself responded to it later that night, just before we started recording. How convenient. <laughs> and he did it in a way that got all of his teammates who were on Twitter, even a former teammate too, in RG3, laughing in return. And, you know, Lamar just used that classic LeBron James gif where he was squinting eyes and he had a confused look on his face. He looks up at the clock and kind of mouths like, what? You know, Patrick Queen was in on it. RG3. I mean, the amount of laughter emojis that we saw on Twitter Monday night was pretty hysterical. And in classic Lamar form, and sometimes why don't well, I'm getting deja vu to the OTAs video that I put up before <laughs> I was banned on Twitter when Lamar responded to Sims. It's always Sims who get who gets after Lamar, but Lamar always has the final word. Yeah, That's- he does. And you know, I liked all the laughing emojis because frankly his response was funny. And he's clearly calling Mike Florio's claims into question. Yeah, and it's unclear what part he's calling out. Maybe it's just the claim that not having an agent is what led to a shoe deal falling through or Maybe he's just saying that a shoe deal never fell through at all in the first place. Either way, I love it when Lamar Jackson sticks up for himself when the media are talking about him and he thinks it's wrong. And here's my thing, Bobby. I do not understand why Mike Florio cares so much about Lamar's sponsorships in the first place. I mean, Florio can claim that he has Lamar's best interest in mind, But I'm not sure I totally buy that. And to be honest, this whole thing, I just don't have much taste for this topic. I don't care that Lamar doesn't want to have an agent. I don't care that he doesn't want to have an agency. I don't care how few or how many sponsorship deals he wants to land. That is 100% up to him, and I have zero opinion on it. Now, I have more interest in the cap and contract money because that has an impact on the roster, and the roster obviously has an impact on football, and I'm here to talk about football. All this other stuff outside of football doesn't interest me, and I think Florio should drop his whole Lamar needs an agent campaign. Florio's probably a little too biased on the topic anyway, seeing as he benefits from agents being sources for news. Before we get too, too into the weeds on all that, let's move on to one other clip from Florio and Sims from this same segment. And this one, I know we both agree a little bit more on because we've called out ESPN a few times for its careless reporting on Lamar's contract negotiations, which really goes all the way back to September of 2022. But finally, finally, someone else other than us is seeing this too. Look, the union's agenda here is, and I don't think this is going to upset anyone more than I'd otherwise upset anyone by saying it, the union wants these quarterback contracts to be fully guaranteed, so you have to push the player each one that you're assisting to get a fully guaranteed contract. And then when a player doesn't do a fully guaranteed contract with the help of an agent, you can cross your arms and be mad at the agent for not doing a fully guaranteed contract. It's not as easy as it sounds. And if you get a fully guaranteed contract, maybe you're giving up other things that you would want 
in lieu of getting the the fully guaranteed contract. So that and that became an issue on Friday. This one really surprised me. And and here's the dichotomy. Lamar Jackson or someone close to him from time to time is leaking information or the union is leaking information. And some of the information is incomplete and some of it is flat out incorrect. The Ravens otherwise are saying nothing out of respect for Lamar Jackson. They don't want to inflame a delicate situation. Yeah. They want to be able to say to Lamar, we haven't said anything to anyone and the Ravens have stuck to that. There have been no leaks. Look, a full proposal was made last August and we don't know what it was. We just know what has been chosen to be leaked. And we've heard it now three different times from three different ESPN personalities. $133 million fully guaranteed. That's what he was offered. Without other key information. And it's meaningless without knowing other facts. Most importantly, how much injury guarantee would have become fully guaranteed after the first season when they weren't going to cut him after one season and $133 million guaranteed. How much of that vests from Injury to full guarantee after one year, because that is a significant factor as well. The rolling guarantee after the first year. That's never been mentioned by the people leaking to ESPN. It started with Chris Mortensen, continued with Ryan Clark, and most recently Stephen A. Smith. That $133 million number. It's incomplete, and it's disingenuous to push that without asking the next question. Hey, Lamar, or whoever is leaking on behalf of Lamar, how much injury guarantee would have become fully guaranteed after one year because as a practical matter, that money's guaranteed too. And, and somebody's trying to make the Ravens look bad and Lamar look good for saying no thanks to the offer that was on the table last August. Partner, I got to ask, how good does it feel that we finally aren't the only ones calling out ESPN for its inconsistencies? I mean, you know, we've been a broken record on this show about knowing the difference between the reported $133 million and fully guaranteed money that was offered to Lamar and total guarantees. And as off-base as Florio may have been in his shoe deal claims, the past shoe deal that went below the wayside for Lamar in terms of what Florio and Sims were getting at earlier on in this segment, Florio does have a law degree and he understands contract language. And there's a lot more than meets the eye with contract reporting. I thought he did a great job of explaining how so much information is still missing for us to really have an accurate gauge on Baltimore's offer to Lamar. And Bobby, ESPN's reporting has been completely unfair to both Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Florio said it's hurting the Ravens in that soundbite, and it's one of the few times I agree with him, but I think he's missing that it's also hurting Lamar. ESPN has created this imaginary war that on one side makes Steve Bashotti out to be this cheap owner giving insulting offers when there's a chance that he may have offered top-of-the-market guarantees outside of Deshaun Watson. But then ESPN, with its own contradictory reporting, also makes Lamar out to be this greedy and unreasonable player by asking for more guarantees than Deshaun Watson. And so now we have this war within the Ravens fan base taking sides, but not based on what either Lamar or the Ravens have said. They've always been you know, cordial with one another. Obviously, they haven't come to a deal, but they don't seem to be angry with one another. So instead, this war in the fan base is completely based on ESPN's own contradictory reporting. So like I said, it's not fair to either side. And instead of fighting with each other, I'd like to see, although I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love to see more fans demanding higher reporting standards from ESPN. 
All right, still to come here on The Vault. Will Eric DaCosta start getting an idea about which teams could be interested in trading for Lamar Jackson while in Indianapolis this week? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Sarah, the NFL world is descending upon Indianapolis this week for the annual scouting combine. And, of course, while all the TV cameras will be pointed at the draft prospects coming out of college, there is a whole lot of important business that will get done behind the scenes for organizational brass. Yeah, I mean, this week will be more than Raven scouts checking out positions of need like wide receiver and cornerback, though they obviously will do that too. But this marks one of the rare times of the year where GMs from all 32 teams and agents for players around the league are all in one place together. And with the beginning of free agency only a few weeks away, you better believe that the groundwork for deals that are about to go down will be laid from the combine this week. So what specific groundwork needs to be done this week, first and foremost? Like, obviously, we know Lamar is priority number one, but he represents himself and he will not be at the combine. So what can Eric DaCosta do in Indy? Yeah, I think two things. First... If EDC and the front office haven't already decided on which franchise tag to use, the exclusive or the non-exclusive, they can get a better idea of what other teams would be willing to do if the Ravens use that non-exclusive tag, and they can decide if it's worth the risk of using that one. Now, the second thing DeCosta can do is start to get an idea about which teams would be interested in trading for Lamar if it came to that. Now, let me quote the Athletics' Jeff Zrebeck on this topic. He says, quote, All along, the Ravens have insisted that they are focused on extending Jackson, not on trading him. However, at this point, with negotiations persisting through a second year and no obvious signs of compromise, it would be negligent 
if Ravens officials didn't at least get a sense of the kind of trade offers that might be out there for Jackson and what they would do at quarterback if they did move on. That doesn't mean the Ravens will or have to trade him, but at some point, if the Ravens are unwilling to give him the fully guaranteed deal that he seeks and Jackson is unwilling to back off that demand, something has to give. The prospects of Jackson playing the season on the tag and potentially holding out at a time when Todd Munkin is installing a new offense isn't beneficial for anyone, nor is the situation hovering around the organization and the player for another year, close quote. Yeah, obviously the Ravens have to be prepared for plan A, B, and C when it comes to Lamar because I don't think anyone knows how negotiations are going to shake out. And not surprisingly, when the folks over at Good Morning Football were asked about what they would be following the closest at this year's Combine. They said it was number eight. Here's Jason McCourty. When you talk about saga and different thing going on, it feels like the last two years we've been discussing, all right, look, at some point the Baltimore Ravens are going to give Lamar his long-term deal. Like it's, it's obvious at this point it still hasn't happened. He went through all of last season without a deal. And I know he finished the season injured. They had a playoff game without him and all of that nonsense, but – all the rumors and conversations right now, is he going to be franchised? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to get a long-term deal? Is it going to be fully guaranteed? They only offered him $133 million. It seems like every single day there's a new story out about Lamar Jackson, and he's not in a hole of darkness. But at the same time, he's not speaking, and there's still so many conversations about, hey, Lamar Jackson, he asked for more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson on his contract. Well, Lamar didn't say that. Do we know if he's asking for that? But I'm interested these next week, the combine's going on, and Peter mentioned it. There's so many people down there discussing so many different scenarios. What's being talked about with Lamar Jackson behind closed doors? Are the Ravens exploring, hey, what a trade may look like? Are they kind of putting together a deal in hopes that they do get it done? Or they say, hey, you know what? The heck with it. If he doesn't sign a deal, we're just going to franchise him and ride it out. I'm waiting to see what goes on with Lamar Jackson. Well, I'm a- so, Sarah, we know that EDC likes to make his trades. So, outside of Lamar, let's say, who else could he gauge the market on? Yeah, well, I mean, we've talked on this show before about Chuck Clark and Patrick Queen as potential players that could be dealt this offseason. And there are also other players whose 2023 cap hits are a little problematic, including Gus Edwards and Devin Duvernay. So, I suppose conversations about them could happen, too. Or perhaps, and maybe more likely, EDC is getting together with their agents to talk about contract extensions or restructures. Now, he could also meet with the agents of Clayus Campbell and Kevin Zeitler. They also have pretty hefty cap hits, and I could totally see extensions for both of them. And, of course, let's not forget that the Ravens have a reputation for trading both up and down in the draft itself. And with only five picks on the docket so far, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Eric were to move back a couple of spots to pick up an extra mid-rounder. So again, he could chat with other GMs around the league who are behind the Ravens at number 22 to see who might be interested in moving up. All right, Bobby, former Ravens scout and current NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah recently held his annual conference call previewing the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. Were there any Ravens nuggets worth sharing? Well, if you can envision Baltimore using its 22nd overall pick on an undersized yet speedy wide receiver, then yeah, I'd say this is worth sharing. (laughs) Here's Jeremiah talking fit 
and one specific prospect he likes in particular. It's tough to say a new offense coming in there to see, you know, what the fit looks like and, and how they want to set that up and incorporate it. But, uh, you know, I've always felt like with the run game that they have and, you know, whether how much of that run game you want Lamar to be, they should still be able when they, when Lamar's out there, his mere presence will mean that they'll have a, they'll have a good run game to go along with, with Dobbins. So, I think complementing that with speed is always the way to go where you can hit a slant and somebody can go. You just got to break one tackle where you can get on top of coverage because you've got flat safeties because they've got to come down and, and play the run. So I, I'm always going to lean towards guys that can really go. Um, Zay Flowers, as I mentioned, is an overall player I love. And, uh, you know, the suddenness there, I, I think, would be a uh, would be a fun player to match up in that offense. Yeah, it almost sounds like he's referring to Hollywood Brown coming out of Oklahoma a few years back. Uh, I thought the same thing initially, but Jeremiah's player comp was actually T.Y. Hilton, who he referred to as a clone of Flowers. Now, Zay specifically was a four-year player at Boston College, and he posted big numbers his senior season last fall. 78 catches, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. All of that earned him first-team All-ACC honors for the second time in his career. So, you know, a standout player, no doubt the production was through the roof. Uh, but, you know, f- from a physical trait standpoint, he is undersized at 5'9". Yeah, well, it's, an, it's an interesting comp because let's not forget that Baltimore was reportedly interested in signing Hilton in 2021, but... Remember, the longtime Colt opted to return to Indianapolis. But Bobby, what from Flowers should we be on the lookout for at this week's Combine? Yeah, so wide receiver workouts are set for Saturday, March 4th, and Sunday the 5th, respectively. But I'll be specifically watching his performance during the 40-yard dash. Sarah, there's a before and after photo collage making its way around Twitter of Flowers before and after he added 13 pounds of muscle in preparation for this combine. He went from 170 to 183. So I'm really curious to see if that electric agility and breakaway speed that he showcased over his four years at BC is still there uh, come the weekend. But uh, again, you know, I mentioned the Marquise Brown kind of comparison. Let's just make it very clear. Hollywood was, was around 159 pounds coming out of Oklahoma. So while they're similar in the height category, Flowers got a little bit more beef. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with NFL reporter Judy Batista tweeting that quarterback usage is the highest in NFL history with a record number of designed QB runs and record number of sneaks and the second most QB scrambles in league history. Also, former sports agent and current CBS contract and cap expert Joel Corey tweeted, quote, I believe the 2023 quarterback market developments will be more beneficial to the Ravens than Lamar Jackson on guarantees. He's made additional money by being patient. That should continue. Ravens should be more comfortable with a $45 million franchise tag given the rejected offer that's reportedly $50 million per year. Nobody has gotten a fully guaranteed contract since Deshaun Watson. I doubt anybody else, Burrow, Hurts, Herbert, will this year. That will make Watson's deal more of an outlier. Lamar Jackson's best bet for a fully guaranteed deal is signing an offer sheet if given the non-exclusive tag. Close quote. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. 
If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content, hopefully for years to come. And we'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our February Q&A mailbag episode if you haven't already. Yeah.